Hey, so what do you do if your product launch, you're right in the middle of it, it's failing? Does it mean your product sucks? Does it mean your marketing strategy was off? Hey guys, welcome to the Launch and Scale Podcast. This is episode 16 and we are quite literally talking about how to unfuck your campaign if it's failing. You should definitely listen to this episode if you are someone that wants to avoid failure before it happens, but also if you are listening to this and you are in fact um, you know, your campaign's underperforming. We have some good tips for what to do to hopefully resurrect or pivot. Um, and so we'll just go through uh, this. This is in, um, was originally recorded as a YouTube video. So if you want the actual visual experience, be sure to head over to our YouTube channel. It's under Kirsten. Um, just spell my name and you should be able to find it. And if you don't know how to spell my name, it's K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. R-O-S-S, so it's Kirsten Ross. Um, but anyway, let's get back to the episode. I've had this conversation with so many people over the last few weeks because, um, and it's always the same email, hey, can you help me get more backers to my campaign? The reality is that when you launch a Kickstarter campaign, as any seasoned entrepreneur would tell you that's gone through a Kickstarter or Indiegogo, the second you launch your campaign or even tell the world about it, you are inundated with all of these agencies promising to give you backers. And if you only give them $400, they'll make you a millionaire. Um, if you've, you're watching this video, you've been through a campaign, you're like nodding your head, you get it. Um, the amount of spammers and emails that you get as soon as you launch your campaign is pretty overwhelming, but it instills some, back, some, uh, some of you with hope. Like, because what do you do if on the first day, because if you've done any reading in the Kickstarter space, you'll know that the first day is everything. So if you go into your campaign and you screw up the first day, as in your sales, you know, you're kind of freaking out because your sales aren't where they need to be on that first day. So the first thing you start to see, to look into is, um, agencies and people like service providers in the space or even anyone that's emailing you that promises to bring you backers and traffic to your page, um, you may actually start to dabble and dive into that and spend a lot of money that you're actually not going to get back. And I've had this conversation with so many creators where it's pretty um, pretty apparent to me that at where they're at in the, in the campaign that their campaign is failing. And I tell them point blank, you do not want to hire any marketing agencies if this is where you're at in the campaign, and here's why. And because I've had this conversation so many times, I wanted to go public with this video um, to explain my, my rationale and my opinion as to why I would tell someone to give up on their campaign halfway through. So. Again, the situation is dependent, and if you are watching this, you're like, I don't know if this applies to me, like, shoot us a quick email. We're happy to review your campaign and see if this is you or not. Um, but let's head over. The, the purpose of this video is to go through what do you do if your campaign is failing? Do you give up? Do you spend money on advertisers? Or do you, like, if you if it's inevitable that you are going to fail what caused this how do you diagnose the problem and where do you go like moving forward like after your campaign is over how do you rebound and come back strong um, to relaunch the product if you've been following my work you'll know that we have taken a couple of the launches that underperformed our first time around we did come back strong 
like even the very first campaign, uh, $17,000 failure came back a few months later, $600,000 raised. Um, even Jamstack first launched on Kickstarter, 81,000 came back a few months later, 365,000 raised. So just because the first thing I want you to walk away with before I even like do a screen share to show you some of the campaigns so you can actually visually see what I'm seeing. I want you to know that your product, if you are in a position where you're freaking out, you're looking for answers as to how to, how to, uh, unfail your campaign, I guess, know that it's most likely not your product. It is most likely the execution of your marketing strategy. So let's go into exactly what you can do to unfuck yourself. If your campaign looks like it's going to fail. And even if you are watching this, um, how to prevent this situation from even happening in your pre-launch. So let's head over to Kickstarter and I'll show you a few examples of how I like audit campaigns. So the first thing I want to show, the first thing I want to show you is how I actually find failed campaigns. So Kickstarter, if you want to explore new projects, what you could do is go to explore and then click on more filters where you can filter like their filter system is awesome. So what I'm looking for is live projects that are in design with a goal of between 10 and 100,000 and less than 75% raised sorted by end date. So we can see which campaigns are coming up on their end by uh, sales. So just going through this list, how I audit campaigns. Uh, let's look at Kenzie. So I actually reached out to these guys, um, haven't spoken to them yet, but Kenzie is a really cool product. At first you may think it's a stuffed animal, but it is actually, a cover for your um, your smart like your Google Home or Amazon Alexa, so it's pretty cool. Um, I use a plugin called Bigger Cake that helps me see. Um, I forget which agency uh, launched this, but Bigger Cake is super cool. You can see campaign trends. You can also see sales by date. So when I audit campaigns, uh, first off. Uh, why do I think this one's going to fail? So first, eight hours ago, this is pretty easy. So eight hours ago, they're less than a third funded of their goal. And this is in quoting Canadian dollars. But if you're in the US, their goal is say like 27,000. Um, now I know this one's going to fail, but just hypothetically say that this is like 15 days or or 21 days left where that first week is over and they're sitting at this amount. I know that these guys will fail because typically campaigns that don't hit 75% um, of their, or like 50 or 75% of their funding in that first few days, it's a crawl to the end. So why does this happen? Um, everyone, Okay, if you're new to Kickstarter strategy, I'll just take it back. The very first day that you launch is everything because Kickstarter and Indiegogo have an algorithm that says, um, it doesn't say, but the algorithm is, it, it trolls the site to pick up popular projects. Um, Kickstarter and Indiegogo have a vested interest in your success because they take 5% of every dollar that you raise on their platform. So they want to promote projects that are proving to do well. And the way to, 
be successful is to work with the algorithm. So what you need to do on both Kickstarter and Indiegogo strategy is the same. You want to make sure that you have enough funding coming in within hours of your campaign going live so that the algorithm will pick you up as a popular project and show it to more users. Because the reality is that if your project is has a substantial amount of backers, and even if you hit your goal in the first 24 hours, that is a metric that Kickstarter uses to show, to know that your, like this is quality content and it wants to protect user experience on their site. So they wanna show people like backers and people just perusing Kickstarter and Indiegogo, they wanna show them really great content. So the way to do that is how the algorithm works. So if I ever look and see campaigns that within the first 24 hours, if they are at less than the 30%, like much less than the 30%, they are most likely going to fail because what will happen at this point, and uh, Kenzie hasn't moved in the last two weeks that I've been watching this campaign. They barely moved. And you can see here, like after that initial spike, Kickstarter, it, they're like, they're buried on Kickstarter. So they are not getting any help from the platform for traffic, meaning any of the sales that you need to get from this point forward are going to be friends and family, okay? So that's one example. Let's head over to another campaign, how we audit that and how I look at this. Okay, let's look at one that actually has a really cool product. Okay, uh, possibly Pobble. Yeah, okay, let's look at this one, B1 Mask. This one is really cool. Um, so this is like breathing protection for daily life. So the product is definitely something that we see uh, in certain parts of the world where like health conscious consumers use this. So this is certainly not a product problem. You can even see they've had close to 300 backers. So my initial analysis of this is that this is not a product, um, the, it's not failing because of the product. But let's actually look at what else they could have done wrong. Um, I'm getting offhand. I they set their goal way too high. But look, they have eight days to go, and they are very, very clearly failing. Um, I don't know why Bigger Cake is not working on this one, but they're very clearly failing. Um, and then we have another one. I'll just pick up one more, which is closer to the launch, and then I'll get into. Um, why this happens and really why I think that you are literally burning your money if you send traffic and spend more any more money on this. Uh, we looked at we ones that had hours left and it was pretty obvious they're failing. Um, we have one in the middle of the campaign and then we're gonna look at the towel which literally launched three days ago to see how the situation changes. So we have this cool, I actually just spoke with these guys this morning, really, really cool company. Um, so this is the green board. Uh, they've had 57 backers, so that's a really good indication that people want this product. Um, they just didn't get it in front of enough people. So goal was a little bit high, but if we look at Bigger Cake, we could see that the first day they um, had close to $1,000 in sales, then $1,200 the second day, and it just has kind of plateaued since then. So at this point, um, campaigns like this, not these guys, um, 
specifically, but campaigns like this, what they see is they see, oh man, we have two weeks left and we have a major funding gap to close. They have to come up with, uh, let's just look at the currency. Their campaign goal is 50,000 and they're currently at, okay, let's just say they have about $45,000 to raise in the next two weeks. Um, and it's pretty obvious that this won't fail. So it will fail. So at this point, what are their options? It is um, companies like this, and I'm showing this as a great example of the kind of situation I see when other companies approach me roughly around this point in the campaign when they're like, hey, how much do I have to pay you to drive traffic to my campaign? Um, and the answer is you don't. And um, a lot of companies, most companies, not all, but most companies in the crowdfunding space prey on people just like these guys, where you, they think that if you, tr if you send a bunch of traffic to this page, you're gonna get a ton of backers and then your campaign's gonna get funded. And that's actually not going to happen. So the worst possible thing I think you can do at this point, if this is, if you have a campaign like this or you are in this position, the worst thing you can do is send, is spend money, hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars sending traffic to this page. So why the hell am I asking you to give up on your campaign? Here's why. If you send any traffic to this page, well, first off, um, if we look at this page and see the amount of backers divided by the amount of traffic that's come to the page, if we assume that your campaign has a good conversion rate of it converts over 2% of backers at this point, then the problem is a traffic problem. So most people naively think that all you need to do if this page is converting and the product is, is, is a good product that you just have to send traffic. So the reason that doesn't work is because the psychology of backers on Kickstarter is different. When you get a backer that comes to a page like this, or you even get someone off Facebook coming to a page like this or any other source of traffic being an, an influencer, unless if they personally know you, like a friend or a family where you have this relationship, someone is going to see this and see, ooh, they've raised literally like five or 7% of their goal. There's no way this project's gonna happen. Why am I going to give my money to this campaign? They obviously won't be able to do anything with it. So a failed campaign or a campaign that has raised less than 75% of its funding goal doesn't have enough social proof, in my opinion, to convert traffic or people that do not personally know you. So what's gonna happen is if you hire these companies or these marketers to send a bunch of traffic to a page that is funded at less than 75 or even 50%, there's not enough social proof to know that this is going, that it's going to convert. So while sure you'll get a bunch of traffic to the page, but you will not get any customers and you are going to burn through whatever's left of your marketing budget. So that's why uh, the last thing you wanna do is hire any person to try to salvage your campaign at this point, if this is you. Now let's look at my last example and then I will cover, okay, well, if you're actually in a situation like the green board where you have a fantastic product and a great customer base already, what do you do and how do you recover from something like this? So the last campaign I wanna look at is the towel. So I haven't actually spoken with these guys. I know as much information as you're seeing on the page in front of you. So what I do see is based on Bigger Cake, they launched three days ago. So um, this is 
day four today and they so far it's the 20th so far have not raised anything so let's look at their goal their goal is 15,000 and their campaign funding on the first day is 3,800 so what did these guys do wrong because it actually doesn't look like they're in that bad of a situation but they are and let me go through why um, a Kickstarter strategy um, as I think I mentioned before in this video is you need to have a big day one and I've also explained why you need to have a big day one but how do you quantify that well a good day and a good benchmark to do your pre-launch efforts around is that you want to get 30% of your goal in on the first day so if your goal in this case is 15,000, that means on that first day, assuming you only want to raise 15,000, you need to be bringing in a minimum of $5,000 in sales. And if you do that, then the Kickstarter algorithm is going to pick you up as a popular campaign and want to show it to more users because again, Kickstarter cares about making money, which they do when you are making money. And secondly, they want to show great content to more of their users to protect the user experience. So people keep coming back more. And the metric for success that the algorithm uses is overall backers against your goal. Okay. So, uh, that's really where this campaign went wrong is while they seem to have a good page and doing everything properly, they didn't have a big enough day one or a big enough pre-launch to really make sure that they got them over the edge. So this campaign actually, um, they have about 24 to 48 hours to change the tra trajectory of this. So in a, in a case like this, I might uh, spend some money to send traffic to the page, but as a test, because if that traffic doesn't convert anyone, you don't want to spend any more money because it's clear they're not going to convert. So if things don't turn around for them in, in sales, as if like in the next day, if they don't surpass 50% of their goal or higher, they're going to have a very, very long crawl to the end of the campaign. So in this case, if they decide after the next 24 hours, which is really the make or break period. So after day four, if things, if they are not over 50%, what are their options? Well, again, as mentioned before, do not hire people to help send random traffic because it's most likely not going to convert. Um, so where, how do you actually come back from something like this? And, and what do you do if you are halfway through your campaign and you're like, crap, I am failing. What are your options? Well, in what I advise people is you have two options. The first one is that you, if this is you, I would say more green board. So this is the advice I gave them this morning. You have two weeks left. So you either slog through the next two weeks, um, spend little to no money on marketing and focus on your network and organic ways to bring this to, so organic ways. What I mean by that is friends and family and calling in every favor in the book to see if you can close the gap. So that's a very intense next two weeks to do what you can, okay? The next thing, if that, you know, that means you, you're committing full, full team resources to getting this over the hump. So that's option one. Option two is you are able to cancel your campaign and regroup and, and strategize as to what is next for you, okay? It's okay 
to admit defeat and not spend the next two weeks or 20. And I would say for like the towel, I think it's too early to just assume this is going to be unsuccessful. I'd give it to probably day seven to 10 in the campaign to see where they're at and see how they want to allocate their resources. But um, someone like the green board, they can really go either direction. And um, I do believe that if you've had great feedback on your product and you've had more than three people buy your product, it's most likely not a pro um, not the product that's a problem and you'd re-strategize for launch. And if you want to relaunch it, um, there's two ways really you can do it. You can look to do another Kickstarter campaign or if you are just jaded from Kickstarter, then what is stopping you from bringing this and la just launching it on your website and growing organically that way. So those are a couple of options. Um, I really did want to make this video because I'm pretty, um, it just boggles me that people spend so much money trying to resurrect campaigns that have obvious, that are clearly failing because you didn't do a good pre-launch. And the good thing is that we all learn from our failures and I want to hopefully save you guys hundreds of dollars hiring scammy marketing, um, marketing agencies and know that just because your launch fails doesn't mean you're not gonna be successful in the end. And I want to reassure you that you, the best in this industry and, and the most successful e-commerce entrepreneurs on the planet have had so many failed product launches. And really that's how you learn, but it's a matter of what are you going to do next? Well, that wraps up episode 16 of this podcast. If you want to make sure you never miss another episode, be sure to Check us out on the YouTubes and just subscribe to the podcast. Um, well, apart from that, if you are someone who actually wants to take that extra step to make sure that you are doing everything by the book to ensure that your campaign has the best chance of success, or even if you're launching your brand on your website, not necessarily Kickstarter, be sure to head over to kirsten.com and book a strategy session with myself and my team. Um, you can go to k-h-i-e-r-s-t-y-n.com. Again, the sessions are completely free. It's to see whether we are a fit and to go through um, how we can help make this launch successful for you and your product. So we'll see you next time. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.